Uh, nice to be back with you after a Saturday off last week. Uh, my thanks to uh, Wendy Snyder, who I know was sitting in. I believe it was uh, Jim Tate, and then uh, had another friend uh, filling in and helping as well. So thank you so much for doing that. Good morning to Lindsay, to Don, to Andy. How's everybody doing? Great. Good morning. How's it going? Doing well. Yeah. Wonderful. Good. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Everybody's uh, <laughs> lovely. Re- ready to go. Um, did, I assume Wendy didn't do the word of the day last week, right? She did, did not. She, she had some choice words, she but not, she had some nothing, tr- nothing of the day officially. <laughs> well, your word today, and I think I already know how Andy's going to work this in, but the word today is capitulate. Ooh, capitulate. capitulate. I like that one. Cease to resist an opponent. Or an unwelcome demand, surrender. Yeah. It's a verb. Given in. I like it. Mm-hmm. Capitulate. Oh. What? You did the word. Why are you so surprised? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> oh, wait. You were the one that put the word on the sheet. I know, but now I just got, I figured out where I could use it. Oh. oh. Nice. Cool. Well, I was watching the Bulls game last night, perhaps. That's a good oh. one. I'm just uh-huh. Anyway, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to mess with your mojo, any of you. <laughs> capitulate. The word right. of the day, people, is capitulate. Cool. Well, well, so, I'm capitulate. You're kind of, okay, well, you came up. Of all of us, you should already know what you're doing, because you're like, this is the word. And then, anyway, so. I know, and I picked it like a week, two weeks ago. Yeah, so, uh, anyways, that's our word of the day, and uh, something to learn today. We want to try and uh, always give you, uh, you know, something to think about first thing in the morning. I'm very excited about our Noodaloo 2. Um, you know, if you own a cordless drill, remember it's all about the accessories, and so our Noodaloo 2 has to do with that. Later on this morning, we're also going to speak with uh, Roy Spencer, who is the CEO and founder of Permaseal, and the conversation is actually more about all the things you didn't know that they do. And I think everybody always hears about that they waterproof your basement and they lift your concrete, but they have so many other things that they do, and literally the list is an arm long, and... Uh, they could be your one-stop shop, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. So that conversation is coming up a little bit later on. And then I have this interesting... So I was uh, away with my wife for a week. We were in Hawaii. Never been. Oh, mm, that's nice. right. Um, Congrats. I, I had mentioned uh, that uh, over the years in all of my travels, um, going to Hawaii was now... I have been to all 50 states. Ooh. Nice, nice job. Cool. And then I put two and two together that Hawaii, in fact, was the 50th state in our country, you know, to be right. become the last a state. One. And it was the last one. So uh, it was really nice. It's lovely. It's a long way to go. But, boy, if you ever have a chance in your life, you know, talk, I've, I've spoke, spoken to a lot of people who have gone at different times, you know, friends of mine and family members who are much older than me. Oh, we went on our honeymoon, you know, back in the 60s or whatever. And so... Um, it was really nice. One of the things that was on my bucket list in my life that I wanted to do was go to Pearl Harbor. Mm. And um, for a myriad of reasons, all of a sudden it wasn't going to come to be because mm. of weather and stuff. And my wife, my amazing wife, figured out a way for us to get there. And we literally flew from one island to Oahu. Just I'm learning my island stuff. Yep, Honolulu the, is mm-hmm. Honolulu is actually on Oahu, and um, we landed, jumped in a car. Pearl Harbor is literally eight minutes away from the Honolulu airport, and we drove there and got to go onto the Arizona Memorial, which is 
an unbelievable unbelievably moving experience and the story behind it and this is beautiful um uh memorial to this the USS Arizona that is you know still in the water right. and also uh have, have either of you been I've been yes I have not but we'll be there in June for our honeymoon well, I hope you get to go there. Yeah. Um, it, it's quite... It, For your honeymoon. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, th- yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. very excited. I have never been. My cousin actually lives on Maui now, but I oh. still haven't been over there, and we'll be there for two weeks. Very much looking oh gosh, forward to that's it. That's awesome. Good yeah. for you. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, but Andy, it is quite a moving thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you take the little boat over and you see the uh, the memorial, the, the uh, memorial there, the white... Uh, marble and it's structure yeah yeah and you you pull up and you're thinking whoa you know you read about it you've seen movies about it and now you're standing right over the USS Arizona and there's mm. still oil leaking from it right wow right they said yeah. they said a quart about a quart a day yeah i mean it's been there since 1941 wow. and what i found to be the most moving was when you go on to the memorial at one end of it, there is a wall with all the names of the sailors yep. that mm. perished in the attack. Wow. And um, I believe it's, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I think it's like 1,100 sailors died. And I believe 900 them of them are still entombed in the ship. Oh, gosh. And, but then what I think is most moving is then there are these two giant urns that are in the front of it to the right and to the left and it is the sailors that survived that after they passed away years later had their remains returned to be with their shipmates oh man it's just an unbelievable gesture of respect and you know admiration on the on the part of the the sailors uh that were part of that and uh yeah, it's something else. There is a uh, there is a um, an anchor on the shore. Do you remember this, Andy? Mm-hmm, yeah. There's an there's a, an anchor, the actual anchor from the USS Arizona. It's that huge. is ginormous. It yeah. weighs. Of course, this is where my brain goes. Right, I'm reading all this. The anchor weighs nineteen thousand pounds. Yeah. And they recovered the anchor, which was on the front of the ship. Right. Um. From the explosion when the torpedoes uh, from the planes hit the um, uh, the dive bomb hit the, the the ship and it exploded, they found it 250 feet away in the water. Yeah, think about that that magnitude of that explosion to move something that heavy that far. Jeez, crazy. Did you when you went on the on the uh, memorial? Did, did they give you a card of uh, one of the sailors that had passed? They did not. No. So I, I don't know if it was because I was with a college basketball team at the time, uh, and we had a, a tour, I guess. Oh, I see. Right. And they gave us a card of a picture of one of the sailors mm. in, you know, and, in active duty at that point. You know, that's right. how old Some the pictures 19 were. 19-year-old yeah. young man or something. And like you that. read this as you leave right. the shore, and you go out to the, uh, to the monument, and it's just amazing to read about these, these heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is crazy. Right, yeah. just crazy, um, and it's uh, yeah. If you get a chance to go, um, Don, if you get a chance to go, it really is something. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. making a note of this right now. This sounds powerful. Yeah. Later on, I'll tell you about. Uh, I, I got to tour the Bowfin, which is a, a, a submarine that's also there. Great and name. 
my takeaway, yeah, right. It's really cool. But my takeaway was, of course, as I'm walking through this thing, A, I would never be a submariner because I'm way too tall. Mm. I hit my head at least three times. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, there's at the front and the back are these two big vices that, of course, I took pictures of. <laughs> we'll have to post them. <laughs> yeah, I, Wait, I want to hear also, I want to hear later what how um, Mama's Fish House was. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was a whole saga. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, oh, it was great. Did you go? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, do should we start the show? Yeah. First, I just want to say I love your show. My husband and I listen to you every Saturday, oh, and we really appreciate everything you do. You're very <laughs> kind. Thank you so much. What's your husband's name? It is Bill. Bill, and we... he both of us have called about different issues before, and he's always helped us, Lou. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, Bill and Lori, I'm happy to have you as regular listeners of House Smarts Radio. How may I help you this morning? Yes, well, I wish Bill was calling today, but he's at work right <laughs> oh. now. But uh, but I, I think I can handle it. I told him I would call. Um, we're going to install a water softener. Um, we've lived in our home for 18 years, and uh, we were just, you know, we went to see Jerry Seinfeld last week, and it's so silly, but we stayed in a hotel, and I said, oh, my gosh, my hair and my skin feel so good. <laughs> Probably soft water. Right, right, <laughs> right. We so we have a question about um, my only uh, reservation about doing that would be like your drinking water, um, you know, watering plants and things. So we were wondering, do you just hook it up to the hot water and leave your cold water, regular hard water, and only hook up the hot water to your softener? Is that okay? Is that standard protocol? Because we're going to be doing this ourselves. Okay. Um, the issue... It's not a bad idea, but mm -hmm. for the whole, you know, what your your whole idea of like, oh, my skin feels so good, my hair feels so good, um, right. which I, I totally get it. When you take a shower, obviously, all the water that you're using is not just hot. Okay. Typically, I think the, the, the percentage when you take a, a hot shower, the average person, 70% of the water coming out of the spigot is hot, and then the other 30 is cold. Mm -hmm. So it's going to mess okay. with the mix a little bit, right? Um, okay. And can you adjust for that? Yes. But then mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting idea. I know. <laughs> it's my husband. He comes up with this. Well, stuff, it's, you know? an, it's an interesting <laughs> idea, and I don't know that I'm uh, – I don't know that I'm uh, – I, I don't know that I'm against the idea – because if really okay. your goal, you know, like when you wash your clothes in the washing machine, are you a cold water washer or are you a warm water washer? Never. Never. At least warm. At least mm. warm. So, yep. you know, like, you know my, friend, my, my friend Mike Jakubowski <laughs> said he read a story that uh, they did some... Um, they did some study that supposedly if you wash your clothes in cold... They come out just as, as clean as fresh as if you did it in warm. I don't buy it, but I think I, I think it's just a mental thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> don't wash dishes in cold water. So don't wash yeah, in so cold water. I mean, I I think that if you're, so, you're going to buy the softener yourself. Yes. And you're going to install it. And your concept is: what if I just did the hot? Then I don't have to worry about the cold. Yeah. And I drink the so the water in Joliet is like the drinking water is good. That's tasty, yummy, no problem. 
It's just hard. It's, it's just it's hard. It's not bad. And that that was my other concern was if we hook it up to cold, do you still cook with it? You oh, know? sure. It's got that added sodium. So yeah. I didn't know, do you cook with it? Do you yeah. drink it? Do you, you know, does it change that factor? Um, we have a softener, uh, you know, we have a home in southeastern Wisconsin, and we have a softener connected mm-hmm. to the whole house. And mm-hmm. you can taste a little bit of it if you just drink the water okay. out of the tap. Now, we mm-hmm. run a separate um, whole house filter for the drinking water okay. and mm-hmm. cooking. But, I mean, like, if I boil potatoes, I just use it out of the tap. Okay. Right. I like this concept, and I am approving it um, just because okay. I want you to be a test. And I want you... Oh, very good. Hey. Well, no, and I want you, you know, and, and Bill, right? It's Bill? Yes, I it want, is. I want you and Bill to do this, and then what is it? It is okay. Saturday the 25th. In a month, after yep. you install this, a month later, I want you to call me back and say... My hair and my skin feel fantastic. I will do that. All right, Lindsay, we're going to keep keep Lori's number, and we're going to call her back uh, in a month, okay? I appro- you are approved. Sounds fantastic, Lou. Thank you so much. You got it. Thanks for calling this morning. Uh, 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Oh, good, good. Um, well, I just love your show. What can I say? I've been listening to you for a while. Talk to you a couple of times. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I called you about my outdoor kitchen countertop, and you suggested ceramic tile, uh, unglazed ceramic tile. You also mentioned that you do your walkways, some of your walkways around your house, and that really sparked some thought. Uh, it was. I do. I do. I do remember. I, I do remember having that conversation. It was unglazed so, porcelain. I'm not sure what my question is. Then is a, a couple of things. Maybe a. What size tiles do you use for the walkways, and then what the grout you would use? And uh, doing my patio, which is it's got the it's about fifteen foot square with the they troweled uh, expansion joints, I guess, crossways and crossways, and, and those have cracked open a little bit. Right, and water gets down in there. And then if, when it freezes, I'm wondering what I could seal that with before I tile over that, if I do that. Um, what else can you tell me about your outdoor tiling experiences or thoughts? Okay. Um, so here's what we were talking about was an unglazed porcelain. And um, the unglazed porcelain, while it is, you know, it, it is a, a type of tile um this is a specific product for outdoor applications and it's thicker so it's about it's probably about an inch and an eighth thick overall Uh and and so Mm -hmm. and the tiles are are pretty large i'm going to say that they're they're probably 16 by 24 or so uh-huh. And um uh-huh. and then they can be cut on a tile saw, you know, depending on what you want. And because they're thick, probably if you were going to do this on a countertop, what I would do is, you know, if you're going to make a frame countertop out of wood, I would wrap that in some sort of waterproof membrane first. And there is a there's a company called Schluter that is kind of known for these waterproof membranes that um, 
that they use in uh, wet applications like ceramic uh, showers or uh, shower bases. It's kind of a or- uh-huh. orangey, kind of has an orange and white, kind of looks like a dreamsicle in color, and uh, has a little bit of a texture. You you thin set mortar this onto your um, wood base so that that is now waterproof. Okay, and then you would then with thin set mortar set these tiles and use spacers, right? So that you've got some kind of gap, uh, which something like that uh-huh. you you may end up with a at least an eighth of an inch, maybe even a quarter inch gap in between these tiles. And um, you know you can also if you buy this from a supplier, they can actually. On the edge of it, if you're going to make this counter, instead of having a square edge, they can run this through a machine and give you a bullnose edge, right, that's rounded, Wow! which will look nice. And in other words, if you lay it all out, they'll give you those pieces to and cut them for you, and then you're just putting together a puzzle, basically. And wow. then, yeah. then once everything is set, you can either grout it using... Something like that, if you were going to actually affix the tile to the counter, I would use an epoxy grout. And because of the thickness of it, okay, you may need to jam some um, caulking rope down in there because it would be too deep to just use grout. You'd have too much material. So you'd you'd only want to have at the top edge exposed, you know, maybe a quarter of an inch deep. And you could either mm-hmm. grout it with an epoxy grout, or you could caulk it with a matching caulk. You would just have to really be good about caulking it so that you get um, a nice finish. But the key element—the yeah. key element yeah. with this Tom—is the right material. It has to be waterproofed. Um, it has to be waterproofed um, under there for you to set the tile on top. So though you underneath. You, you mentioned uh, a membrane. Uh, so if I make my two-by-four frame with, with probably five-ace plywood on top, do I wrap it around the edges? Too? Everything, everything. That, everything has to be waterproof so that if you get any kind of leakage underneath there for whatever reason, because this is going to be outside, right? So you really yeah. have to yeah. you really have to protect the underlayment so that whatever you put on top, you know, when everything's put on top and done correctly, it should not allow any water to get underneath there. But if it ever did, you know, time and expansion and contraction, all of that, you know, you have dissimilar materials. You have wood, you have uh, oh, yeah. porcelain, you've got this membrane. All that stuff is going to move back and forth, back and forth at different levels. And so you just want to make sure that if anything gets down there, it's not going to um, loosen up and, uh, you know, cause any damage down the line. Because, you know, if you do this, you know, your expectation is that it's going to look fabulous for the next 20, 25 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So getting back to the membrane, wrapping it around my two by, by my four frame also, then should I tile the edges to the two by four edges, probably? Well, it, it look good? Uh, I mean, it all depends on the finish and what you're looking for, you know? So if you, um, if you're putting, if you're tiling the front, I I don't know what, how this is all going to look, but 
if you're going to have the the top is going to overhang, but then you're going to have some sort of face coming up on it, you know, that might just finish underneath the countertop, and you won't have to do that edge. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, you know, I'm not sure your whole design, but the key is to make sure that it's waterproof underneath all this tile, and then when you, you put everything over the top and you seal it all together, it's doing its job, but you're, you're covering yourself in case there's ever a leak. Tom, I appreciate the phone call. 857-557-4LU is our phone number. 857-557-4568. It is uh, 645 in the morning. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're late for work and still have to drop off the kids at school. You jump in your car, hit the garage door remote, and nothing happens. Now what? Green Tea Services, service to a green tea. Hi, it's Tonya Kuri for my family business, Green Tea Services. Right now, we have a garage door maintenance special. Our trained technicians come out and adjust the springs, check the cables, inspect the rollers, tighten hinges, and give your door and opener a complete lubrication. All for just $47. Service to a green tea. Garage doors fail when you least expect it. Don't get stuck in or out of your garage. Call for our $47 garage door maintenance special. Call Green Tea now for details. 800-5-GREEN-TEA. Green Tea Services. Service to a green tea. 800-5-GREEN-TEA. 800-5-GREEN-TEA. Or greenteaservices.com. If your outdoor projects like a new deck, porch, or a patio are on your must-do list this year, well, now is the ideal time to start planning so you can enjoy it all summer long. Yes, this is the time. An architect of Chicagoland is the ideal company to create your outdoor space. Whether it's a new deck, patio, outdoor kitchen, or porch, Architect can do it all. Architect's design professionals create solutions that blend form, function, and affordability. There's nothing better than getting home and relaxing in a space that you truly enjoy. Go to architectofchicagoland.com and get inspired for your family's new gathering space. Architects Professionals staff is focused on design quality and service from start to finish. They'll walk you through the entire process. They have created thousands of outdoor gathering spaces for Chicagoland families. Start planning now to enjoy your space this year with a free consultation. How about a deck, patio pavers, pergolas, screen porches, sunrooms, outdoor kitchens, and more? They even have financing available. Your new family time begins at architectofchicagoland.com. That's A-R-C-H-A-D-E-C-K of chicagoland.com. What? I didn't see any pigs. pigs I did see feral cows. Just cows, like dogs, walking around. Okay? I go, what about these chickens? Who's eating all these chickens? Like, there's got to be a fox or a wolf or a coyote. Nothing. Nothing. No squirrels in Hawaii. Really? Uh Uh-huh. I know. These are the kinds of things that I want to know about, right? I'm asking the guy, hey, who's... He goes, why are you asking me that? I go, because I'm just curious. Who's eating these chickens? And he goes, nobody. They're just everywhere. Chickens. Like parrot or like like pigeons here. 
I didn't see any pigeons either. Like, huh? How about that? A little fun That's fact. So interesting. What? Eight, about, what? Yeah. <laughs> I got more. Eight five seven. Of all these predators now. I know, right? There's not bird, so I, like other birds. Right. Like eagles. Um, I mean, I saw birds. I didn't see an eagle. That could scoop down and pick the. I don't know. I didn't see him. <laughs> I was like, "What about a fox? What about like?" I'm thinking this is the place I want to go camping because I don't have to worry about like a bear coming eating me. There's no bears, right? Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. This is Luann in Park Ridge. Hi, Luann. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. How may I help you this morning? Well, I have a daughter that lives in St. Charles, and um, her shower has lots of soap scum or some kind of scum all over the glass shower door. And I would like to help her by cleaning that off. Um, She does have a a whole house um, water softener. So that's the information. What can I use? I've used a number of different things, and they haven't really worked. Um, this is so funny that you're calling me about this because I got an email yesterday from, I did a segment, um, on WGN TV on, um, Friday about cleaning in the bathroom. And I featured a product called bright and clean. And the guy that owns the company who's out in California goes, you must've talked about bright and clean because we got a lot of orders in Illinois on our website. So this product, <laughs> this product is, uh, he, he said, I always know when we get a lot of orders uh, in, in the Midwest that you're talking about it. I go, well, that's kind of nice. So this company out of San Diego, Luann, makes a product called Bright and Clean. Is it Bright, yeah. and, is it bright and Clean? Is it and Clean, I think? Anyway, it's a powder. You can find it at the hardware store. Take a damp microfiber towel and sprinkle the powder on the the towel also get the shower door wet okay so maybe use a rag or something it doesn't have to be just you know wet not mm-hmm. not dripping but you know what i mean now in a circular in yeah. a circular motion with the powder on the microfiber towel you're just going to work in a small circular motion. As you're using it, you're going to feel um, like it, there's like a resistance. You know, as you're as you're cleaning the the scale, it's it's like oh, I can feel that this is rubbing against it. But then as you keep going in the circular motion, it'll become really smooth. And and what you're doing is you're removing all the scale. Then wipe the whole thing down. Probably go back at it with uh, even just Windex when you're done. And it will, you know what it'll look like when it's done? Clear, clean glass. Bright and clean, (laughs) like the bottle says. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. Well, that's great. I used a lot of combinations that I've heard you talk about. Yeah. Uh, Dawn with baking soda and... um, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm really not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to take a little elbow grease here. So, I mean, it is not. It, it isn't anything that you're going to be like. Oh my gosh, look at this! It's amazing. I don't even have to scrub. You're going to scrub. You're going to get done with it, and you're going to have your arm workout. You're going to look like Schwarzenegger when you're done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'll know. Size bigger than my arm sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that you're going for that look, but that's what's going to happen. 
<laughs> Maybe I have to put my grandson on that. He's perfect. going for that. Perfect. That is, this is, this is perfect for a young person to go, but just little bitty circles and work your way around it and it'll look amazing. Well, thank you so much. You're always, you always answer my questions. You're always helpful. And my, I appreciate that. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for calling. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. 857- 5574 Lou 8575574568 By the way I read this article um the other day that I wanted to share with you and and you've maybe heard uh this company uh before and I, and I want to I just want to this is not an indictment on the company but you know Home Advisor uh Home Advisor is this um uh it's it's a it's a a company that you use to find contractors and the way it kind of works is that contractors sign up for this service and then they're provided leads. So when you go to Home Advisor, say, to find a, somebody that works, you know, to do tile work or to, you know, get a roof or whatever, they're going to then say, oh, well, here's a bunch of contractors you can call. Uh, unfortunately, um, they, they're probably going to end up paying like several million dollars to contractors from the FTC. And I know a lot of contractors listen to this uh, uh, show, and I, this is really probably more for them. But the Federal uh, Trade Commission ordered Home Advisor, which is affiliated with Angie, uh, to pay back these service providers in response to some deceptive and misleading tactics. One of the things that happens with these guys is that, you know, the contractors pay for the leads. You don't pay, you may pay some fee to be a member of it. I know it used to be that you were. When you're a member of Angie, you you paid something, but the contractors are the ones that are paying for this, and they're provided with these leads. But a lot of the leads are just not good leads, meaning that, oh, no, I don't want anybody to do the work, and they pay for it. And a lot of these contractors were getting uh, the short end of the stick. I get that it's hard to find good people, and I have always said that, um, you know, there are a handful of good contractors in any market, whether it's Chicago or Nashville or Dallas, you name it. And those are the ones you have to wait for because they're busy. And you're looking always for the as many third-party endorsements as possible. One of those sources, quite frankly, is listening to this show. Because we have people that sponsor this show that are home service providers in a bunch of different places. And, um, you know, you all are kind enough to listen every Saturday and you trust the advice that I give to you, and, I, and I, I like to have a little fun and joke around, but I take that advice and responsibility very seriously. And when we have uh, people that are sponsors of the show, I also tell them, make sure you take care of our WGN listeners, because if you don't, you're going to call me and complain about it, and I'm going to let you complain, and we're going to try and figure out what's going wrong, and we're going to fix the problem. Not every contractor is perfect. I was a contractor. I was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination and made mistakes, but it's how those contractors respond to those mistakes that make the difference, uh, you know, in the experience. And so always be careful. And, um, and for contractors, there may be some money coming back to you uh, as it pertains to home advisors. And I think that's a good thing because um, everybody needs to be honest and upfront about the services that they're providing and what you're getting charged and so on and so forth. And so, I just wanted to share that information with all of you this morning. It's 6.57 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857 557 Lou. We are here until 10 o'clock. 
The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. 857-5574. Lou, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. He's uh, just got to capitulate. He does. Yes, right? he does. <laughs> right. Well done. Slow clap. Well done. Well Very done. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I heard it's him. A good I lesson. Him it's a good yesterday. lesson for you, newly married and about to get married men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned capitulate, capitulate. Andy's, yeah, Andy's good. I'm preparing yeah. for it right now. Right. It's good. It's a. It's a. It's a. You know the. You know the thing is, is that, uh, you know, you find somebody in your life that uh, you want to walk next to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side by side. And some days you're ahead and some day they're ahead, back and forth. You know, it doesn't matter. You just want to be on the same set of tracks going in the same direction. That's right. Yeah, right? She'll remind me that I walk faster than her, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> Get a lot of. Right. Slow down. Because I do. And slowing down is a good thing, too. You yeah. don't want to be yeah. in a hurry all the time. I That's walk true. with purpose. Right. Walk with purpose is good. I think Walking it's a with purpose is downtown good. Downtown Chicago thing. I really do. Uh-huh. I feel like you just you, you, you adjust to a pace down here and it's hard to not uh Lindsay uh uses the keyboard on her computer with purpose. It's uh-huh. like uh, <laughs> yeah, it is me too. It, it, it is uh, I think that she should be a test uh person for anybody at a computer store that is like, Do we think these keyboards are gonna hold up? And she bangs the, it is like she's trying to rip the, I go, what are you doing? I'm typing with purpose. Type with a purpose. Oh my gosh. It is unbelievable. I I feel Literally, if she's typing, I can hear it on the microphone. I'm like, hey, could you back off a little bit? Like, come on. I don't think it needs to be that difficult. Just got to let the computers know, Uh, You're probably too young. You didn't probably, you know, when I was uh, in high school, we took typing. Yes, we did. They don't do that anymore. What is it called now? Keyboarding? Keyboarding. they even have that? I had that in elementary school. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure about now. And are you Don? Are you uh, are you a like are you a keyboardist where you can just go to town and look what you're doing? You don't have to look. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, because of those Mavis Beacon games in elementary school that I'd play. Yeah. Andy, uh, you too. Uh, I look. You look. No, I look at the screen. I don't look at Lindsay. The do keyboard. you look? I can't remember. Yeah. Do you look or not? Not really, right? No. No, you I can loved just typing class. Yeah. In high school. My wife I'm is the so same way. She can just go to town. She can look at stuff and just. I have to look. Are you a one finger kind of? A- I'm more than one, but oh. I, I have to look. I mean, I can go <laughs> pretty quick, fingers? right? My, two index fingers. Two. I use a hunt pinky and now peck. And hunt and peck. I can go pretty quick. Nice. Anyway. That's that's all that matters. And it's still right. probably quicker than writing by hand. I would think. A hundred percent. And 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 more legible. <laughs> Same Much for more. me. Same for that's me. That's the key. It's legible. Yeah. Right. Yep. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's get back to the phone lines. This is Lee. In Schomburg. Hey, Lee, good morning. Good morning. How may I help you? How are you? I'm well. What's going on? Okay. I, well, we're redoing our very, very small utility room. And I want to replace the tank water heater with a tankless. And I went over to ABT, and they've got two brands that they sell. One is a Bosch, and one is another one that begins with M. And Navian, Navian, yes, Navian, yeah. Okay. What? And, and when uh, I went online, when I went online to try to um, see ratings on, there were ratings for all kinds of other tankless water heaters, but not for these two. And so I figured I would give you a call and see what you think. 
So here's the thing with um, a lot of the on-demand water heaters is that the technology, there are only so many manufacturers, and the technology is very similar. The the Bosch units are German-engineered. I believe they're still made in Asia, but um, they, you know how they how they build their systems are a little bit different. I believe the Navian is a South Korean company, and it has a it's a very good unit, and it works very well. Um, with the tankless or on-demand water heaters, it's kind of like the tank units where there's just several makers, and then they're sticking different labels on the units themselves, right? So the, the technology is pretty much the same. I love on-demand water heaters. I have been a proponent of them for years. And, um, I mean, if you, made me, if you made me choose between the two of those units, I probably would go with the Navian, um, but I wouldn't have a problem if you chose the Bosch. The very first on-demand water heater I ever installed probably 25 years ago, yeah, at least, was a Bosch. And um, and then another one got installed probably like 10 years ago, and it's still working, does a great job. The I, I think they're terrific. And, um, you know, endless hot water, when they're off, they're off. And if you maintain them properly, your expectation is that they will be problem-free for 20 years. Okay, we won't be in this house for 20 years. Right, but I mean, the point is, is that, you know, you're yeah. going to, you're going to, they're, they're going to cost a little bit more, obviously, than a tank unit, and, um, and it's endless hot water. Okay, and so all these other kinds that are rated on the uh, internet, like Ream, um, Ream, I have to go somewhere else, and we really, we really like dealing with ABT. Yeah, but I mean, if you like dealing with ABT, then then go ahead and use them. But I mean, a lot of, um, you know, we, you know, a lot of the HVAC and plumbing companies that you hear um, on this show, they install on-demand water heaters as well, and uh, and they can get you whatever you want. The Ream one is very good. Uh, I believe Ream makes a line called EcoFlow which is the one that I have in my own home. I have an EcoFlow that's made by Ream. Are you still there? Okay. You're just thinking. Yeah. You're yeah. just you're I just know. thinking. Right. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. All right, right. No, and it's uh the key element to this uh Terry uh, Lee rather is um make sure that they're sizing the gas line properly and that they are venting the unit properly, okay? Okay. So, you know, you're where, where do you live? In Schaumburg, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So you just got to make sure that if this unit that you're using is what's called a direct vent unit, okay, it will have an exhaust, mm-hmm. it will have an exhaust and an intake. And I'm pretty sure that in Schaumburg, the intake has to be an outside air source. They cannot just have the combustion air intake come from the mechanical room or the basement. Okay, yeah, we have no basement. Okay, so your mechanical room needs to, they need to run two pipes, one going out and one coming in. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, the um, people at ABT said they would not sell us one unless they had someone come out to investigate. Of course, right? You got to make sure that everything is right. You got to make sure. Yeah, you got to make sure that it's that it can be in fact be installed. Okay, so um, we can have them come out and do that investigation and then move on from there. Perfect. Okay, very, very good. I thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, 719 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. She's doing the dishes. Hello. Hello, Madeline. Yes. Hi, good morning. Hi, Lou. <laughs> How can I Good help? morning. Good morning. I have a problem. <clears throat> I don't know whether I have the answer to it, but I know you will know. In the uh, bathroom, sometimes for days on end, <clears throat> excuse me. That's okay. The, in the cold water tap, the hot water comes out. And this happens in the morning, like the first time I turn on the water. As I go through the day, you know, the cold water comes out. Now, for the first time the other day, I was gone um, all day, came home at 8 o'clock, and hot water was coming out of the cold water tap. Now, in the kitchen, there has, has been some work in the building in the kitchen lines, and um, that's been pretty much okay, except for uh, two mornings, hot water was coming out of the cold water tap. Now, that's stopped. Now, here's the question. Is it possible that... Because this is an older building, a courtyard building in Chicago, that uh, when there's work done on the pipes, you know, all the, the crud comes off the pipes, it's knocked off, and it comes through the whole building, mm-hmm. and it's landing in my water system, and um, it goes away spontaneously, so that when it goes away, it's being dislodged from the pressure of the water. Am I way off base here, or could this be the explanation? If it's not the explanation, what do you think is? Well, um, okay, a couple things. So you're in an old courtyard building with how many units? 21. Okay, and I assume that... Go ahead. I'm on the top floor, third floor. Okay, and I assume that you have one central water heater for the whole building. Correct. Okay. And do you know if they have what's called a hot water return line so that you're not waiting a month of Sundays to get hot water? In other words, you're in the top floor. If you go to your sink right now and you turn the water on, do you get hot water pretty quick on the hot water side? Uh, well, yeah, now I do. I, you know, um, I'm in the kitchen now. It's... But in other words, my 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 point. Um, hot, hot water side is blazing hot. Yes. Correct. And and when you wake up in the morning, you've been asleep, and you go into the kitchen, and you're going to bring turn on the hot water. You're not waiting five minutes for the water to be hot. No, 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 no. It's it's fairly quick. I mean, okay. it's, yeah, it's quick. My guess is that, and you would probably have to talk to the soup, you know, whoever manages your building. That you have some uh-huh. ty- you have some type of hot water return line that is piped into your units. That is, uh, it could be something called a Watts pump, and it pushes against the cold water so that the hot water is up there in the pipes, ready to go. 
And if that is, in fact, the case, that's why when you initially turn on the cold water, you get a little bit of warmth, and then it turns cold. Well, it's intermittent. Right. This is not a continuous problem. Right, but you're in a multi-unit building, so it all I think it has everything to do with who's using water and when. See what I mean? Because you have one central water unit. So I would just ask the question, do you have like a management company or is there a superintendent for the building? Like do you have a we have a management Okay. Yeah. Just ask him, say, hey, do we have a, does our hot water, does it work on a hot water return line? And if they say, oh, yeah, we've got to pipe back to the thing so you don't wait for a lot of water, that is what I bet is going on. Because if you run the cold water, after 30 seconds or so, it's cold? Well, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than that. But I, I probably basically. Yeah. Yes. That's my guess, because you're in such a big building with one central heater, water heater. Okay, so I should be asking, does our hot water work on a... Does it use a hot water... Is our system set up with a hot water return line? Because when I turn the cold on, sometimes I get a little bit of warm water, and then it goes away. And they'll probably say, oh, yeah, that's because we have it piped that way, and don't worry about it. Okay, so, and, um, but that doesn't explain to me then why it, why it goes away. Why, mo- you know, a lot of times the cold, I turn on the cold water in the morning and it's cold. Because, and then because, because, right, because it has to do with everybody else and how they use their water. See, in other words, so if it's piped in, so imagine, uh, imagine this, just for the sake of, imagine a, a giant tree trunk, okay? And as the tree trunk goes straight up in the air, different branches on the tree trunk, right, go to different apartments, okay? So the tree trunk's going straight up in the air, and then all these tree trunk, the limbs are going to different apartments. But what I'm doing with the hot water return line, on the very top of that main tree trunk, I've got a pipe that's coming back down. And the middle of that tree trunk, the water's always hot, Okay, so that when I turn on one of the branches, the water, the hot water comes right away. Well, when it sits like overnight, for instance, that water may permeate through the cold. It's a loop through the cold water line. And so the water gets warm. But maybe the lady above you in the other branch was using taking a shower, flushing the toilet or washing the dishes or whatever. And she pulled that hot water out of there. And so it, it kind of came back. The temperature came down a little bit, which is why yours is cold at that moment. But then at certain times, maybe on the other side of the branches, they're using the water. On your side, it's not, and that's why it's sporadic. Oh, okay. So it could be that somebody under me... Or above you. Or above you, or on the side. Right. Yeah, there's nobody above me. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so I will check, because the person under me sometimes gets up earlier than I do. Right. And and sometimes later. So maybe oh, and, I don't it, know and it could also that. be someone next to you. It you know the way an old building is piped is I can't tell you how it's piped, but I bet it's a hot water return line and that's why this is occurring. Okay, that's great. I will call the management company and ask. Thank you so much. That uh, explains a lot. Good luck. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 5574 When we come back, 
A cordless drill is only as good as the accessories that go with it. And boy, do I have an accessory for you. That's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. You can drill with it. You can put screws in it. You can use it. To, uh, it's all about the accessories, right? That's the key when it comes to a cordless drill. And, um, you know, I mean, manufacturers, they come up with all different kinds of, you know, screw bits and things like that that go into it. But then when you need to take a cordless drill somewhere, it's kind of a lot, right, to keep it organized and you know a lot of people shove it in a bucket or whatever or maybe you have a um maybe you have well for instance me i have a a big craftsman toolbox with a a lid that opens up like a clamshell on it and i have my cordless drills just sort of standing right there and i constantly knock them over like i close a drawer or i grab something for screwdrivers or whatever the thing knocks over our noodle 2 today is going to solve that problem and so many more take a listen You may have heard the phrase before, if everything has a place, nothing is lost. While a simple statement, it packs a lot of punch and a lot of truth. There's no question about it. Staying organized keeps you productive. And this applies to all areas of life, no matter who you are or what your profession is. But since this is a home improvement show, today we're talking workshop organization, which is exactly what our new Tulu 2 this morning, Drill Doc, does. Drill Dock was born from the desire to give drills and impact drivers a place so they're never lost. The trick is that drills and drivers move with the job, so a static place only works part of the time. To solve the problem, the place for drills and drivers had to be versatile and mobile. After over a year of development and countless hours polling co-workers, tradespeople, friends, and family, the company behind Drill Dock is proud of their end result. Drill Dock provides a mobile docking solution for any driller driver on the market. Use the fixed mounting bracket to create a home base for your drill dock and then use the heavy-duty clip for keeping your drill and drivers organized in your vehicle and on the job. In addition to keeping your drills and drivers organized, Drill Dock helps you keep your most used driver tips and drill bits securely connected to the magnet on the side. The drill bit sizing guide on the front of Drill Dock also helps create new efficiencies while trying to determine which bit is right for your job. Proudly made in the USA, Drill Dock comes in two colors, yellow and red, and goes for $34.95. To find out more information, visit Lou's YouTube House Smarts channel for this segment and a ton of other ones. And don't forget, click that subscribe button while you're there. Um, It's a cool item, and it has these uh, clips on it, too, that you can slide under a workbench or slide into the side of a, of a five-gallon bucket. A lot of tradespeople will use the five-gallon buckets, you know, to go in and out of job sites and stuff, and uh, it keeps it right there handy, sort of like a holster. You know, like you're a cowboy type of deal mm-hmm. with your, right? It's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, Drill Doc, go to uh, youtube.com slash TV for our YouTube flip channel. It your, flip it around your finger like the and then. And then stick it in the Drill Doc. Yes. Yeah. Hey, come on. Let me drill something. And uh, it's <laughs> quick, quick draw drill tool. The Drill Doc. It's a good one. Check it out. Made in the USA. You know, I love those things that are made in the USA. What is it? 34 bucks? Not bad. That's right. Yeah, it's totally reasonable, and it's a good one. 
857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, this is Terry in Chicago. Hey, Terry, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, good morning, Lou. How are you today? I'm doing great. How may I help you? Good. Um, Lou, recent, uh, a while back ago, um, we had a rainstorm and our sump pump failed, which resulted in a flood in the basement in our heated wooden floors. For whatever reason, it was a few days before we got this sump pump working. So when we walked in the basement on the wooden floors, it was squish, squish, squish. So needless to say, we got the sump pump working. Uh, it drained all the water. However, we didn't do anything. We stopped right there. What What can you suggest? Uh, we haven't turned on the heated floors. Uh, um, how how much what are your how much wait 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 how much water did you get? Uh, we got about uh, two three two inch two three inches. Okay, and you said the f- it was it was severe. And the floor is heated. Correct. By hot water or electric? Yes. Uh, yes, hot water. Hot wa- hot water. Okay, yes. so you have a boiler. That heats the floor, but then what about the? What are the walls? Are they finished? Yes, yes, oh yes, it's a, a fairly a new rehab in two thousand seven. Okay, and the finished floor is what? Uh, wood, hardwood. <sighs> and well, you're saying underneath? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. In other words, this, this what got wet? It's a hardwood floor that got wet, or is it a laminate floor? No, it's a hardwood floor, hearted heedwood floor. And from the basement, all this water was just, it wasn't something, it just, and then after the rainstorm, it, it slowly drained back out, but um, we still heard water underneath the floors. Right. Until we got the sump pump working again. Have you... So I'm thinking, do we rip up the floor? Yeah, yeah I mean, you, we... you, I can't, um, all of that needs to come up. And have you, I knew it. I knew do it. you, do you have any, uh, did, do you have a, a separate rider on your insurance for this, for the basement? Mm. Not sure. Okay. Not I, sure, I, I mean, I would start with your homeowner's insurance to find out if in fact you had a rider because um, if the sump pump fails, there might be some coverage there for mechanical pump failure. And so I would start there because that floor has to come up. And more than likely around the perimeter wall where you have the, you know, couple inches of water, you're going to have to at least cut a foot of the finished wall and any insulation has to come out. Yeah, that's going to be a big job. A hundred percent. I mean, you're going to need some help with this for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was just wondering, because, uh, you know, I was like, well, should we pop open, you know, try to uh, turn on the heated floors? Maybe it'll dry quicker, mm. but I, we just, yeah. Um, nah, so here's the thing. Um, uh, you hear you on the show uh, Executive Carpet Cleaning. They're a, a company that, a family-owned company on the south yes. side that cleans carpeting, but they yes. have a separate division that does this kind of, storm damage cleanup okay and so um if you 
were to call them executive carpet cleaning and ask them about this cleanup, they would be able to help you. Oh, wonderful. Great. That's what I thought, Lou. I was just wondering, well, should I leave it? But I'm thinking no, do mold not, and water. Yeah, 100%. That's not a, not you, a good sign. you need some help with this for sure. Okay, Lou, thank you so much. Be well. I hope it all works out for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-5574. Lou, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Yeah, I uh, was listening to your program this morning, and there's a woman called in about turning her water on cold, and it came out, uh, you know, uh, on a warm side. Yep. I got the same problem, but I don't live in a multi-unit building. I got a single-family house. And it's just the kitchen sink. And the best of your knowledge, you don't have any kind of hot water return line? I don't know. This house is 22 years old. I don't know. Did they do that then? Well, they could have. Um, do you have a basement? Yes, I do. Is that where your water heater is? Yes. And you said this is only in the kitchen? Only kid. Now, uh, what I, you know, this has been happening probably a month or two, and the only thing I can figure out, one or two things, it's a, a kitchen sink where you have a pull-out. You, you can pull the faucet out. You right, know, to just right. The end of it. And I think that line is probably wrapped around the hot water line. It comes in the, oh, you know, it comes in the house. Oh, or, or there's also I've I've had uh, I, I've taken it apart to lubricate so it'll, uh, you could move it from the the left side uh, sink or the right side, and when you when you put that top part in where you select hot or cold, you lock it in, and I think that that's maybe gotten a little uh, elongated in there where when you lock it in you're not exactly on the cold or the hot. I see. So it, to me, it's one of the two things in my situation. Well, um, it could be, <clears throat> well, the wrapping around it, 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 in other words, does this happen first thing in the morning or it happens anytime? Anytime. Hmm. And, and you could be on, on the cold and, it, and it's warm and move it to hot and now it's gotten cold. Yeah. I think you got to. But, but just I, momentarily. I, well, how about, let me, let me, let me ask you this. How old is that faucet? Uh, maybe eight or ten years old. Maybe you got a bad cartridge in that valve. If this is the, it could be. If this is the only, if, if this is the only place that this is happening, Ralph, then um, yeah. then I think that my yeah, it's the faucet itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I called because you related her to. Uh, Multiple unit house, and I I don't have a multiple unit house. Right. So you know that ain't my problem. Right. I think unless I got uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I think what I would probably do, you know, depending on how handy you are, is either change the um, change the um, cartridge inside that faucet, or maybe change the whole faucet out, or maybe get a plumber to yeah, come well, and do that, that for you. I, I, yeah, I have changed it. Uh, you know, they're, they're mowing faucets I got in the house, and if I got a problem, I call mowing. They send me the part for nothing. Right. In fact, they uh, about eight or ten years ago, they replaced that uh, faucet. 
And it was working uh, fine. And it was working fine. Oh yeah, up until uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it has to be where you lock in the the uh, the selection lever on top to right. go from hot to cold. Right. That that isn't exactly locking in where I want to lock it, and maybe it, it elongated over the time from using it. You know that the space that you it, it set screw goes. That absolutely can be the case, and um, I think maybe you could either contact Moan again, or you know if they'll send you another faucet. To, to me, I would replace the whole faucet. Yeah, that's the easiest way too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, 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 uh, I was just a little, little curious because I didn't have a multi-unit uh, understood property here. Understood. All right, my friend, thank okay, you Luke. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. 857-557-4LU. By the way, uh, it's time for the Toro Product of the Month giveaway, February. It's a Toro 60-volt max 12-inch power shovel. Our friends over at Toro, America's number one brand in snow, will be giving you the chance to win one of their Toro products every month. And you can learn more about the product right here on House Smarts Radio. Winter can be hassle-free with the Toro February product of the month, the Toro 60-volt max 12-inch power shovel with battery and charger. Make hand shoveling a thing of the past. It's powered by Toro's interchangeable 60-volt max battery. The Toro 60-volt max 12-inch power shovel makes easy work of blasting snow. The Toro power curve technology shreds snow fast and throws it up to 25 feet. Ultimate in power and control with two speeds to choose from right at your fingertips. Want to win it? Then go to WGNRadio.com slash contests for your chance to win the Toro 60-volt max 12-inch power shovel. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. This sweepstakes ends Tuesday, February 28th at 11.59 p.m. Central. WGNRadio.com slash contest. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Of course. I I have uh, um, me and my fiance bought a beautiful um, Georgian home in Norwood Park about two years ago. It was built in uh, probably 1940. Nice. And we have a a great bay window in the front that has um, I think they call it a, a hip roof, a roof over it, like a little metal awning right. type of um, type of roof, and it's really you know peeling. And we want to get it you know refinished and repainted. And I tried looking online and found mostly a lot of people that do commercial work rather than residential work. So I was wondering if you have any suggestions on um, uh, companies that possibly. Uh, paints, you know, and and um, refinish kind of like those metal kind of hip roofs, metal or copper or whatnot. So yeah, my guess is it's probably a tin roof since you said it was pa- it yes. was painted, and um, you know, in a perfect world, a painter would come and strip all of that off. Yep. Because the problem with you know, especially you know, I I know exactly what your home kind of looks like. I know I know what those. Houses yep. those Georgians look like in uh, in Norwood Park. We used to live in a Georgian, so I know exactly the roof you're talking about. And you know where it gets painted a lot of time, you'll see the differences in the layers of the paint. Okay. So 
to strip it down to the metal and then prime it and then paint it is the way to go. And um, so, you know, it's an exterior painting company that you're going to want to use. I mean, is there any other painting that has to happen? Because it's not going to be an inexpensive proposition for you to to have this done. Are you right? And let me ask you this: How handy of a guy are you? Um, uh, a little handy, but um, have you painted more before? So with, have um, you painted before? I have. Okay. Yes, I have. I mean, because yep. here's the thing: um, it's not that high, right? Like, would you be comfortable working off of a ladder on in front of this thing? Sure. Okay. Sure. Oh, for sure. I mean. This is definitely a project you could do yourself if you're up for it, because if you were to buy a decent paint stripper, okay, um, okay. there is a, a, a company, there's a, uh, this paste, it's a very, really effective paint stripper called Dumond, D-U- Dumond, okay. M-O-N-D. And they actually, okay. u- they actually use this product to strip all the paint off of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got nothing on them. Uh, use this on no. top. <laughs> I mean, set yourself up with a ladder or scaffolding, whatever it might be. Put this Dumont on there. Scrape all the old paint off, and it'll come off with this stuff, right? And then... Oh, nice. Yeah. Get it all down to the metal, and then use a rust stop primer on the whole thing. Okay. Which, well, what color do you want to paint this? White? Uh, the the rest of like the the, um, the wood and and whatnot on on the house um, is red, so I would like like a like a burgundy, maybe like oh, a burnt red right. kind of color. All right. Well, then, um, so then you can get that primer in the kind of a close red like that. I would do that first, and then pick the color okay. of the exterior um, color color on there. Actually, you know, I I, I take that back. Um. No, I no. Go with the rust stop primer. Never mind. I'm I'm thinking this through. Okay. And, and the UV is what I need. I need UV protection. And then you just use an exterior color paint on top of that. Now, if that all sounds like it's too much, I mean, because here's the reality of it is, you know, you you and your fiance, you're starting out. I mean, it's none of my business, but you know, you hire a painter to come <laughs> do this. It's probably going to be a couple grand because yeah, it's a it's lot of it's a yeah. lot of labor. Okay. And right. if you do it. It's a gallon of primer, it's a gallon of paint, and your time, and you didn't spend 200 bucks. Yep. Yeah, I think, I think I can do it for sure. Okay. So strip it, clean it, prime it, paint it. Strip, clean, prime, paint. And I took down all the other, the brands and uh, right. the Dumond and... Uh, Dumond Paint Stop Stripper, Rust Stop Primer by Rust-Oleum. Uh, you can use a Rust-Oleum paint uh, in, you know, that can be color matched to what you want, the burgundy, and you know, paint that mm-hmm. with a brush or a roller, get a nice finish. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lou. I really appreciate you it. You got it. Good luck with the new house. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574-LOU. 857-557-4568. You know what? Let's do this. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. No, well, that's pretty good, but it's a John Prine song that uh, that he wrote that um, was uh, recorded by um, you know Angela Montgomery. The song "Angel Angel" from Montgomery. It was recorded by Bonnie. Bonnie Raitt. 
And there's a line in the song that says, how can a person go to work in the morning, come home in the evening, and have nothing to say? That's really interesting, because I think about that line sometimes. That is... My Probably one of like the best staring at each other. Like, oh God, this is we are the angels from Montgomery right now. When? I don't know. Just some, like sometimes, like when there's dead air between my husband and I, which isn't often when I'm involved. <laughs> but um, when there is dead air, I think of that line. Well, how about when you have you ever noticed? Like, have you ever been out to dinner? I'm the same way. Like my wife, I I, I feel badly for my wife because I just I mean I'm a paid talker. So it's hard for me not to talk and not to speak and, or even proper English. Uh, but um, have you ever been out to dinner and you see couples that maybe yes. you, you assume that have been married a long time and they're just yes. completely silent? And, and you're I just like, think about that line. Right? I swear. How can the person go to work in the morning, come home in the evening, and have nothing to say? That is such, that is probably, in my opinion, one of the single best written lines in a song ever by the great John, late John Prine, right? And it always, I, I was like, I want to get up when I see people and they're not speaking. I want to sit with them and say, hi, how you doing? I know. Right? And you would. <laughs> I would. I just want everyone to get along. I just want everyone to get along. You know, I just want everyone to get along. But my wife's like, don't say anything. They're like, I'll say, you know, like, She'll see a situation and she'll say, just don't say anything. Right? And I'm, my problem is like, I'm turning into, I mean, you make fun of me and my dad jokes, like, you know, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the progressive commercial now. You know? Oh, you're from France. Oh, you got a Paris t shirt on. Parlez-vous front eggs? You know, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to catch myself now, right? Of saying that. Totally. There was a woman on on the flight from, we were on this Hawaiian air flight that was a flight attendant, and she had the cutest haircut. I, it took everything for me not to say anything, and I didn't, and I wanted to. What would have been so? I was just your haircut is so no, I, right. Just yes, <clears throat> I can't just, do it anymore. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. I'm just trying to be it's nice sad, because I know you are just trying to be nice. I was but. like, wow, your haircut is great. It was short. I liked that whole look. It was just really cute. And I wanted to tell her, and I didn't. I didn't even tell my wife that I didn't say it. That's how good I'm getting. Just <laughs> Look at me. Up. I'm growing up. She's so proud of she's you. She's not listening. <laughs> she's, she's listening to some music station. 857-557. Who, who should I speak with? Which one of these lovely people? One, two, three, four, or one? Uh, how about two? 857-557-4, Lou. This is uh, Princess in Wheaton. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. So my question is, is I bought a water softener uh, for my 1952 home about a year ago, thinking that maybe... It was the answer to all of your problems. Uh Uh-oh. No, you thought it was the answer to all your problems. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I did. Um, it, and it, and unfortunately, it has not answered any of, any of my questions, so it's kind of funny. So help, hopefully you can help me, Lou. Okay. But it, um, I have yellow rings around only my bathroom sink, and I noticed it didn't change my hair texture like they claimed. Um, I was told that because most of my pipes are not copper, 
I'm not going to notice a change. But I keep hearing on WGN about a your water tank being drained, that maybe there could be buildups that could be affecting your water. So I was like, hmm, I wonder, could that be the culprit where I'm not getting the main benefit from the water softener? Um, okay, hold on. I mean, just a lot to digest of everything you just said. So you got a 1952 home, and to the best of your knowledge, you have galvanized metal piping? Correct. And the water softener that you have, what's the brand? Colgan. And how many people live in the home? Two. And how often does it regenerate? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> well, so there there should be, on the Culligan, I'm assuming that there is a timer of when it regenerates the brine tank to then feed the unit. I want to say they set it for, like, every, like, early morning to go off. Right. Is that what you mean? Right. Um, I wonder, so I think the first thing to do would be to have it regenerate more often. Okay. To soften the water more. Uh, the piping issue that you're speaking of, it may have something to do with it, but not if you're using the... In other words, if you're using the water regularly, you know, you, you wash your dishes, you go to the bathroom, you take a shower, all that kind of stuff. The water's not sitting in the pipes, right? And so it's not okay. picking up any of that sediment. When it's water's flowing, it's flowing. And maybe what we just need to do is regenerate. And has there been, uh, okay, let me back up. How long have you had the thing installed? Uh, it's about maybe a year and a couple months old. Okay. And have you, have you, and you've noticed no difference as far as your hair and the texture and your skin and that kind of stuff? It was the first month, but then all of a sudden I thought maybe that was just me, you know, having Thinking that it. mental thought. Right, like, right, oh, right, right, right. Something new. <laughs> and have you changed at all, like the shampoo that you're using? Because I do know, and I don't know why I know this, but there is a shampoo that is specifically designed for hot water or for hard water. It comes in a blue, light blue uh, bottle, and it really does yeah, work. Have, I've, I, yeah, I've changed, you know, our shampoo because it's all I've always been taught, you know, every, every time you run out of whatever, do it, you know, change your brand. Right. So I've done I've done that. And, you know, my boys haven't noticed, you know, their difference in their hair, nor me. Right. OK, so the first thing I want you to do for the next two weeks is if you either call Culligan and or read the manual and I want you to regenerate the I want you to have the. Water softener regenerate twice a day, which will okay. increase your salt usage. But if all of a sudden it's the answer to all your prayers, we're golden. Right. You've got like Farrah Fawcett hair. Do you even know who Farrah Fawcett is? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Remember her hair? She had lovely I'll hair. I'll be happy. Right. She had very exactly. nice hair. Yeah. That's really all I was interested okay. in. Farrah Fawcett is her hair. Uh, she had gray hair. <laughs> So have this regenerate twice a day and see if that works. And then call, okay. call me back in two weeks. Okay, we'll do that. Thank you, Lou. You're the best. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, 857-5574. Lou, 857-557-4568. Oh, yeah, you love Susan Tedeschi. You found that version of her, Angela Montgomery. It is Bonnie so Raitt, but, oh, it's great. That's a great version.
Like you it. love Susan Tedeschi. I do. Yeah. Um, she's great. You met her. You're, you're, I know, she, I you're BFFs, right? Yeah. Right. She was, I mean, we're like, yeah. Best friends. Buddies. This is my best friend, Joanne. This is Joanne in Palatine, my new best friend. Hi, Joanne. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm good. How may I help you real quick? I have a question. I need to recarpet the upstairs of our house. Four bedrooms. It's currently carpeted now. I want to recarpet. I have a little, um, I haven't gone out to, you know, find out any information about it, but can you tell me the process? I'm assuming they have to move all the furniture out. Do they take it from room to room or yeah. somebody suggested getting a mover and have them bring all the furniture downstairs? No, I mean, I, to- I would thin out what you can, right? Like the smaller yeah. stuff. And then they will come, since it's room by room, you know, there will be a seam in like the doorways. Right. So they'll have like one bedroom and they'll say, okay, lady, we'll move this furniture out, you know, or move it to one side. They'll rip out the old carpet. They'll put the new stuff in. They'll move the furniture back and forth. That's kind of the gig. But the more mm-hmm. stuff you can move, obviously it makes their life a lot easier. And um, and they'll stretch it all out, put the new pad in, the new tack strips, and it'll look fabulous. And if there's damage, let's say to any of the furniture, they, do they cover that kind of stuff, or does it depend on which company you use? What do you mean, if they damage it? Yeah, let's say they're moving a piece of furniture and they damage it. I mean... Big scratch or something. I mean, sure, that would be part of their deal. I would, if you're really worried about it, I would take a bunch of pictures first, and then I would specifically speak with whomever you're going to get to do this work about this, saying like, hey, I just want to make sure you're careful. Oh, yeah, lady, we'll be careful. Don't worry. And if we damage anything, we'll handle You know what I mean? I mean, they're going to, of course, right. say that. But, um, yes, moving the furniture around and putting the carpeting down is kind of the mode of apparatus when it comes to putting carpeting in, and they should do a nice job for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, it's 8.30 in the morning. When we come back, I'm going to talk with Roy Spencer from Permaseal. It is amazing all the other things they do besides waterproofing your basement and uh, and lifting up your concrete. It, the list really is more than an arm long, and I think you'll find it to be pretty interesting. That's coming up after this report of news with Don Kleppen. Uh, you know that I'm broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and uh, that is uh, awesome because right now I'm joined by Roy Spencer, who is the founder and president of Permaseal, and uh, he joins us on the House Smarts phone line. Roy, good morning. Welcome to House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. Happy to be here. Uh, I'm I'm really happy. We got a lot to talk about because um, uh, you and I have been uh, friends for a long time, and um, later when we start talking, I, I want to run down the list of all the different things that uh, Permaseal does, but. You know, winter, it hasn't been the harshest of winters, but uh, a lot of people are, you know, they're experiencing drafts and cold floors and um, mold growth and energy loss, uh, you know, and certainly we hear a lot about the high energy bills. Um, you guys have a new system uh, that you've been doing for quite some time now that can help some people with your, your permafoam and your silver glow. Can you explain to the audience what that is? Yeah, I'm really excited, Lou, about the uh, permafoam is relatively recent. Just the last couple of years, we've we found in the, uh, th- that product and, and, and mastered how to install it. Uh, it goes in the rim joist area. You're, of course, familiar with that. But 
where it's the foundation wall meets the, the uh, wood part of the house. And up there is actually one of the second largest loss of energy uh, dollars and insulation dollars and uh, uh, energy loss is through that rim joist area around mm-hmm. the house. And uh, there may be nothing up there now. There may be some old bats of insulation, but uh, we've got our permafoam. It's a spray foam insulation, twice as effective as those bats. And it does a couple things that traditional insulation can't do. It, it's a closed cell foam. So it's going to, it goes on liquid, it'll tenaciously adhere and bond between the wood and the concrete. Right. It's closed cell, so it will stop the moisture penetration. So a lot of times there's moisture through the brick or masonry outside that's wicking through into the home. That insulation doesn't stop that moisture penetration. And also the air infiltration. So this closed cell not only is, has a higher R value, is more effective insulating that area, it's also going to stop moisture and, and draft penetration, all of which is going to result in warmer floors upstairs and also lower energy bills. Boy, you know, when you talk about that air infiltration, I think that so many times, especially with the older homes, uh, e- even newer homes as well, I mean, I think back of a lot of the houses that were built in the 80s, you know, it was not the best time in the industry. You know, stuff was going up left and right, and nobody's really paying attention, but if you eliminate the drafts, you know, that cold air that you feel, it has such a benefit to everything, not only just how you feel in your home, but it helps to lower your energy costs as well. It's such a, it's one of those things where you mentioned that people maybe don't know about it, but it, it is one of those, those things can make a huge difference in, in how you feel and the amount of money you can save on your energy bills. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the upward draft. And so, less air we have infiltrating from below grade, the less that's coming upstairs, you know, through the basement, through the crawl space, and all the uh, mustiness and odors and gases are coming out of the soil, coming up through your home. So, yeah, it's not only going to make it uh, more comfortable up there, it's it's actually going to make you healthy, and you you may find some side effects you're not even aware of, you know, with allergies or sneezing or whatever. You, You just don't associate that with the airflow in your home, but... It makes sense to me that the more we can encapsulate that lower area and isolate you from those gases and odors in the soil, uh, healthier home is going to, you and your home are going to be. Now, when I meet people, a lot of times uh, they say to me, wow, I, I didn't think you'd have that much gray hair. And I, and I say on the side of my hair, I say, well, th- this is my silver glow. This this side of my head is my one daughter that caused all the gray hair. And the other side is my other daughter. But your silver glow is something completely different, right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, we share that. <laughs> that type of silver glow. But the other part we uh, uh, have is another great product. It, it's for insulating walls and, like, especially in crawl spaces. And and uh, we we put in basement walls too prior to you finishing the, uh, the basement uh, because you should insulate that. You know, the concrete's going to be cold even if you put drywall in front of it. The concrete's going to be cold. Right. That's going to be transmitted. So uh, what silver glows, it, it's like uh, two foot by eight foot long panels. And we adhere those to the walls, the, the concrete or block walls. And it, of course, insulates. It, it, it's got a, a good R value on there, more effective than, again, bats of insulation things. But the unique thing other than like the styrofoam insulation, what silver glow has is a radiant covering at, at the face. And so what that does, it takes the ambient heat that's naturally in the home from the, 
heating and air conditioning, and it reflects it back into the uh, mm. into the living surface. Got it. So you're not losing it, and so it, it's much you know the effect of our value is much higher than just you know the insulation value because it radiates it. So even if you uh, you, you will need to cover it, it, it uh, in a living space, you do need a fire retardant. So you know, like half inch sheetrock or something like that over it, but it actually uh, going to make the space warmer right. than traditional right. insulation. Right. You know, it kind of leads me, and, and, and I do want to mention this too, because we're getting towards the end of the month of February that uh, you guys have been running a promotion where uh, you've got a 15% off through the end of February on all your insulation products. So they call you folks uh, at 800-421-SEAL. They can take advantage of that discount. But it, it leads me to this. So here you are, you know, you you founded this company back in, what, 1979, right? And you were, right. mm-hmm. you were a basement waterproofing guy. It was like water was coming in the basement. That's what you're doing. But your company now does so much more. I mean, people get water in their basement, the high humidity levels and the moisture and the air quality in that basement that can permeate up into the rest of the living space. You folks at Permaseal have solutions for that as well. Yeah, you know, Lou, it's been, and you well know, and you're doing work in somebody's home, you do a good job, and they wow, what else do you do? Hey, can right. you help me with this? And it's been a really a natural evolution of services. So I started off, like I said, just trying to make basements dry, and then I'd get it dry, and people say, you know, it still feels damp and musty down here. And it did, because, you know, it, just because it doesn't leak anymore, <laughs> uh, basements by nature are cool and damp, and, and it feels that way. And and humidity builds and, and, and things like that. So uh, that's how we got involved with the air quality. And so we have a great device our, that actually filters the air and removes the humidity and also removes mold spores and things, making the below-grade living space more comfortable, more like up, upstairs living space. That's your perma-dry air filtration and dehumidification system, right? That's it. Exactly. Thank you. I've seen the unit. It's not like your typical dehumidifier. It really does a nice job. And I know I've spoken to listeners who've had it installed. What I hear from people when they go, you know, I, I had them put that thing in there and I go down in my basement and it doesn't smell like a basement. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's a game changer. It's a yeah, game changer. You know, you know it's, the, it's doing the work because it's actually three times more efficient. A lot of people have a dehumidifier and they think, well, it, you know, I have it, it's pulling water out, so, you know, I must be doing my job, but it still doesn't feel right, because right. it's not right. It, it can't do the job. It's not powerful enough. So you need a dehumidification system like the, the Perma-Dry that is uh, strong enough to actually lower the humidity level in the basement and do what you want it to do. Right. And in the course of it, it's also, you know, set up with the filter system. We have remote spores and, and allergens and things as well. Uh- before we finish up today, I, I do want to touch on a, on a few other things. I had the chance to come out to your offices recently, and and I uh, uh, I got to sit with you and Laura Ann. We were talking about a bunch of stuff, and kind of the conversation led to, you know, and, and really what you said, hey, I was waterproof in basements, and we've led to, you know, insulation, and, and we're doing these, uh, you know, dehumidifiers, these whole house substantial systems that make a difference. You have expanded so much more that you offer so many different services, and, and and I know to put you on the spot, it may be tough to list it all, but can you touch some of the things that if people contact Permaseal, uh, some of the things around the home that you can help them with? Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things more recently is, the, of course, concrete raising, you know, your your sidewalks, stoops, driveways. We got involved with that because we were doing structural 
lifting of houses and foundations. Well, if we can do that, we can lift concrete. So right. that's been an, a natural offshoot of our foundation repair business. One of the biggest uh, areas we've grown in is, is sewers and, and, and plumbing work. So we now are licensed plumbers, and we're the only waterproofing company I know of uh, You know that is, is a licensed plumber as well. We have licensed plumbers and electricians. And that came from our desire. People will say, I'm getting water in my basement. It's coming out of my sewer. Right. In order to do sewer backup prevention, we had to move water mains and say, hey, we're doing this every day. Let's just get our own plumber. So things have just naturally evolved. But now, having licensed plumbers and things, we can help you with all kinds of uh, plumbing issues. But the sewer thing has really opened up opportunities for us there to help people because a lot of people, of course, when they have a problem, they're aware of it because they got a nasty cleanup and everything. Right, right. Wouldn't it be even better to avoid that scenario, that emergency uh, situation? And and, and, and the pretty simple way to do that is just to simply inspect the sewer line, you know, periodically. You know, you could do it once a year, you could do it every four years, depending on the shape of your sewer line. But you should do it. You know, you, you need to find out what kind of shape your sewer line is in. And we can do that very easily. We put a camera down all the way from your house to the street, and we can show you in graphic detail exactly the status of your sewer line. And most times it's going to be fine. Sometimes it's going to need some uh, rotting or some maintenance work. Other times it might be, might be on the brink of uh, you know, a collapse or a well, uh, major event. Yeah, and we were talking about the fact that you know when people go buy a new house, right, and you, maybe they finally make a deal for a house, you're going to hire a home inspector to come in and kind of look at the inside. They're not looking at the sewer. I promise you, if there is, when you say a collapse or a major thing like that, it could cost you thousands of dollars to replace that and that you didn't even know you had to do. You can hire Permaseal to come out as part of the inspection, right, and kind of coordinate it to say, hey, I'm going to have the home inspector come and I'm going to have somebody run a camera down the sewer. And, you know, A, if the deal falls through because of that or, or whatever, you know, everybody knows, or if it's all clean and and looking good, you're in great shape to buy that house. Yeah, it's a, a blind spot we've all been living with all these years yeah. and, and never thought about it until we got involved in the sewer. I go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, this is needless. We're, like I say, we have a home inspector. He looked at everything in the house, the faucets, the thermostats, all that stuff. But something major like the sewer line can be a major expense nobody's looking at. And uh, so we're in position. We can do that. And it's an easy thing to do. And it's the right thing to do for all parties. You'll be amazed at all the different things that Permaseal can help you with. Probably the best thing to do is give them a call or go to their website. Uh, How do people get a hold of you folks, Roy? Uh, Just give us a call anytime, 800-421-SEAL, or go to our website at permaseal.net. Roy Spencer is the president and founder of Permaseal. Always nice to speak with you, Roy. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, thank you. Stay well, buddy. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4LOU. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi. I had an old Whirlpool stove, 30 inches, and the, and the burners won't ignite. I have to use matches. Uh, I haven't been able to call anybody that I can trust to help me with that, and I was wondering if you can. You said that it's a 30-year-old Whirlpool? No, no, it's a 30-inch. Oh, 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 how old is the unit? (laughs) 
I'm thinking around 10, 10 years. I'm not sure. I don't know 100%. I know ABT won't help me because they don't deal with old old products. Uh, they don't? What do you mean? They Well, they I forgot if it's anything over 10 years old or whatever, they don't deal with it. That's hmm. what they told me some right. time ago. I didn't know that. So, uh, uh, me, me either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have had them do service on units for me that are older than 10 years old, so I don't know that that necessarily is true. Did you purchase well, the unit? Did that's you? What they told me. No, no, I don't think I did. That's the problem. Okay. That's probably the only thing I never purchased with them. <laughs> okay. Um, well, all right. There's... Um, so, in other words, when you go to turn the burners on, there's no click, click, click anymore. Yeah, there's a click, 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 but I, it, they won't ignite. I have to use a matches or lighter. Okay, on any of the burners. So not not of the uh, right. f- four burners, none of them will light. Right. Okay. I so, mean, it, 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 it was progressive. So okay. now I'm down to... So there is a company that is an appliance parts company called Automatic Appliance. You got that? Wait. And if you get the model number... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Automatic Appliance. Uh-huh. Service. Okay. There's several locations, but if you get the model number and serial number, and you call okay. them, and they will tell you what the ignite... You need a new igniter, and they could recommend an independent appliance repair professional... To come out oh, and do the work. Oh, that would be wonderful. Right. So, oh, that would be wonderful. So I want you to start with automatic appliance service. Service, okay. Model number. You don't have a number, do you? You know what? You keep hanging on, and I'll give it out. I'll have Lindsay look it up, automatic appliance service. <laughs> and th- there's several Okay. There's several locations. Um, I know there's one, okay. uh, there's one like on Lawrence Avenue, but... Um, yeah, I will. Uh, I will. I'll tell you what. Just hold on a second, and I'll have Lindsay. Um, I'll have Lindsay give you um, the phone number off the air so that you have it. So I, I appreciate you hanging on right there. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. He just because he worked it. He's so smooth. It was like you know, we you know, I love I love you all equally. It's okay, and of course. I, just Absolutely, had to, I just had to get equal time. But but I love Lindsay the most. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Andy's like I do too. Uh-huh. So does Don. Perfectly. So does Fergie. Absolutely. Right. right. Actually. Right. Oh, oh my God! Look at her head. I can't even see I it. Know. It's, wow, it's like, pumping it up. Really? Pump up the jam. Keep going. Uh, good job, everybody. <laughs> good you. job with your capitulation today. I am now capitulating. I will not capitulate. I am surrendering. <laughs> Ignoring of me. Right. No more. <laughs> Andy's filing a thing with HR. Yeah, and then exactly. he called out Don. He didn't say anything about me. It's a, li- it's a lengthy note. Uh, lengthy note to the next star HR. I'm going to fly down to Dallas now. and you know, There's a whole new capitulation category in the HR folder now. Uh-huh. We can make a day of it, yes. Good job. Good job, everybody. I'm very proud of your efforts this morning. Good thank job. You. Thank very you. Thank you. Very good. Good work. I love this game. Have you used yeah. it yesterday? Uh, I just did. I just said I'm going to capitulate right. to Andy. <laughs> A couple of times. It was live. That's what we were all leading up to. That's an easy word for me. Uh, Good job, everybody. 857-5574, Lou. 
557-4568 is our phone number. This is Robert in Lamont. Robert, good morning. You're on House March Radio. Hey, Lou, thank you. How may I help you, sir? Hey, Lou. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, Lou, uh, you were talking sometime back. I need a hand railing for the outside. <clears throat> you know. Where Where is it going? Oh, okay. Uh, from the uh, patio... I have I have a step down, and I'm getting to that point where I can't handle myself anymore. Oh my gosh, we love this railing company. Why now? I'm blanking on my railing company. Our Noodaloo too. Hold tight, handrails. Hold tight, Hold tight handrail. Right. Okay. And they That's make. Oh, you got. They. It's a website, and um, uh-huh. they make it in a black and in a white powder coat, and you can mount it to the door jam left. Or right, depending on what you want. Is it just one step going down? Yeah, just one step, and I can't handle it anymore, Lou. Understood. So, um, but this is something that you would mount to the door, right? Mm-hmm. And it can be put mm-hmm. outside. Okay. Do you know anybody? Okay, thanks, Lou. But do you know anybody who does the uh, wrought iron railing? Oh, you want something more substantial than that? Yes, I do. Um, so you're in Lamont. Right. Lamont, Lamont's next to Lyle, right? Yes. Okay. I want you to call a company. They're, they're actually out of Lansing, but they work all over the place. I've known these guys forever, and they do amazing wrought iron work. They can drill into the concrete. They can, you know, make a nice rail for you. Call Chicago's Mm -hmm. Finest Iron Works. Chicago's finest ironworks. Hold Good. on, and I and I can probably come up with a number because they're they're in my book oh, here. Great. It's seven oh eight. Seven oh eight. Hold on, hold on. I used to know this by heart. Mm-hmm. Chicago's here it is seven oh eight eight nine five four four eight four. Four four eight four. Thanks, Lou. You got it. Seven away. Call them. Tell them I told you to call them. They'll take good care of you. All right. Thanks, Lou. You got it. Bye bye. Okay. Eight four eight five seven five five seven four. Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is uh, Angie in Batavia. Hi, Angie. Well, thank you, Lou. I have a bathroom fixture on my sink, and it has a cylinder that I have to pull in and out. And uh, it always gets clogged up because we have hard water. And I was told to use WD-40. No. And it doesn't work. No. Is there anything else I can do besides replacing it? Um, you said you got to pull it in and out, meaning right. it's, a, it's, a vanity, it's a vanity faucet or a kitchen yes, faucet? vanity. It's a vanity, and it has, a, you know, there's a cylinder. And... Uh, they told me to grease the cylinder with WD-40, but it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, something like that, um, you need to use like a white lithium grease. and But then you would have to take the handle apart and get to the actual mechanism that pulls in and out. Well, I take the t- uh, tip off and I unscrew it and spray it in there, but it, it still didn't work. Yeah. Wipe all that out of there, and then go grab a little tube of what's called white lithium grease. 
light lithium grease. grease. It'll okay. come in a it'll come in a little tube, Angie. That uh, is like a like a cake decorating tube. You know, like something like that size. Okay. Mm-hmm. Squirt squirt it in there, and then if you can use your fingers to kind of work it in, and then articulate the shaft. You know, in and out a few times to try and get the. Um, Try and get the grease to work itself in, <clears throat> and okay. if you can, leave a little bit extra on the top before you put the the you know the finished part back on, so that it okay. it it builds up a little bit and works itself in, and that <clears throat> that should be a more permanent um, lubrication for this. That you know maybe you don't have to do for a year. You know what I mean? Okay, that's what well, I. Well, I will try it. Give it yeah, a shot. Give it a shot and let me know. Let me know what happens. Okay. Okay. So much, Lou. Have a great. Have have a a great day. day. Bye bye. Appreciate your call this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hello, Lou. Uh, Let's see. I own a two flat that was converted into a single family about ten years before I bought it. Eighteen ninety five. The exterior. Doors are the front doors are on the second level, so I have a a, a big butt set of concrete stairs that go from the sidewalk up. And wait, um, and not not to be like I don't want to be too forward, but do you have buns of steel because you've been going up and down these places for like <laughs> like this is your workout? Right? Near, Come on over, everybody! I'm, I'm, We're going up the stairs. Yeah, everybody says that they're they're terrified. Um, uh, and and in COVID, you know, we we weren't really caring for a whole lot of things. And unfortunately, last winter we noticed uh, some cracks in the, the the stairs. We figured where things were cracking that they'd been skim coated mm-hmm. previously, right? Um, possibly possibly as a as a band aid before we moved in. Um, and we've had a couple of chunks come out in a, in a couple of spots. So, um, if we had all the money in the world, I think we would take the whole thing off and, and start over with something else. But as it is, we'd like to see if we can remediate, uh, the issues we have while we consider, you know, winning the lottery and (laughs) changing the front of our home. (laughs) What can we do with our... Okay, so wait. I'm, I'm just. The, I'm just trying. Yeah, let me. I'm just trying to picture this. So, your your entry door is way up high. Like you walk up a set of concrete stairs. If I'm if I'm looking yeah. at the side. Yeah, so of, I've got it. I've got it. Go if I'm looking at the side of the stairs, you know, like. Yep. What am I looking at? You are looking at uh, like a imagine a wedge shape. Um, with the top of the triangle going from the or the, the the long side of the triangle going from the street level um, through an iron gate because it's Chicago mm-hmm. and up 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 a fairly steep angle uh, to a oh I don't know a four or five foot landing porch landing and then two doors um, one which we don't use because they all go to the same place. Um, right, but but and, so in other words, uh, is this one giant massive piece of concrete, or is there there's not like a closet or some access underneath oh, these a, stairs? No, yes, oh yes, that's one of the reasons we bought the house. There is a closet we call it the vault, and that's a whole other mistake um, 
because we've got fluorescing efflorescence, right. Right, right, right. Efflorescence, yes. So yes. when I'm and, in that when I'm in that vault, when I'm in that vault under yes. those stairs, I am looking at the yes. underside of the steps going up. You are looking at sort of the underside of the steps. So they 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 changed the the ceiling. So the ceiling's flat, but I can see I can see rust stains and, and so probably some rusting rebar in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the outside is the outside is concrete stairs. Um, yeah. So so we're trying to band-aid it for the moment until we figure out what to do with the whole thing. Okay. So and are we are we when we say we is it you and you and someone else? Me and me and me and Mr. Christine. Me and, you um, and Mr. Christine. <laughs> Me and Mrs. Jones. Probably. Me and Mrs. Jones. We got a thing. Got okay. A thing. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Good. We can, we can karaoke all day. All day. All right. So Sacrete, <laughs> Sacrete okay. makes a product that yeah. uh, is probably what you're going to use called Top mm Bond. Top and Bond. Okay. And it is going to, it's got bonding agents in it. It's a, um, it's a, it's something you can trowel on, and you're gonna basically yep. you're gonna like batter and mix cake batter, and you're gonna trowel yep. this over your steps, and then, yes. and then more than likely you're also gonna put some type of. Um, what I would do is not finish it smooth, but in other words, you're gonna yep. mix this up like a cake batter, and you're gonna use what's called a steel trowel to kind of shape. Yep. Each step. And what I would do is start at the bottom and do like two or three steps and stop. Mm-hmm. And then take a, 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 a broom, like a whisk broom, and, text- and give it and a little texture, texture across right to left. Let that dry. Okay. It'll give you like 5,000 PSI of, of pressure. And then when that dries mm-hmm. the next day, do the next three steps and the next three steps and, okay. you know, finish it all off. It will look remarkably better than what you have. Yep. It's not yep. a for, it's not a forever fix, but it's probably a two no, year it's, it's probably a two year fix. Okay. And so this is something I think I have watched um handy persons up and down my block do to other people's steps. Um but we're our steps are like three times as big. Correct. As as anybody else's stairs. Now is this something that I can pay a professional to do? Yeah, you could. Um, no, no, no. I mean, you you could, but the thing is, is that it will cost a lot of money, and they won't guarantee yeah. it. They won't guarantee it. That's okay. So, yeah, well, nobody's 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 gonna nobody's gonna guarantee it once they see what the whole thing is constructed. Why don't as. we start with this? There's the a guy- there's a concrete company that you hear on this show called Andreas Construction, and they are their okay. big thing is that they're they, they'll pour new concrete. But they would probably come and send somebody out to do this repair to make it look a little better. Mm-hmm. AndreasConstruction.com. Linz, I think it's a, okay. it's a 708 number. I'll see if I can get you the phone number if you keep listening. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give out. Uh, actually, That's fine. I can, I can, no, no. I can look them up. Okay, look them up. I'm, they're out of Cicero, and they're very good. Uh-huh. Tell them I told you to call and have them come out and take a look at these steps for you and see if they can help you out. 
It's 9.32 in the morning, and we need to head into the WGN Radio newsroom right now and check in with Don Kleppen. And, um, you know, it was a whole thing about distracted driving. Don't text when you're driving. And I'm thinking to myself, what they paid for that one commercial, they could sponsor the whole Just Text Me thing here on WGN Radio for the year and get better results. See, like, I don't even know what it's called. Absolutely. I don't even know what it's called in Allstate when you... When you do, you know, like right now, I would say with Allstate, you don't want to text and drive because you want their whatever their thing is called. And if they would sponsor it, I would tell people that. Hey, it's time for our Just Text Me segment, Lindsay, sponsored by no one. Here on WGN Radio, you can always text us your questions, but don't text and drive. It's not good. Just talk to talk to your phone and tell the phone to tell you stuff. And it will completely confuse everyone because it never really quite understands what you're saying. Never quite understands. Just slightly off. It's always like, do you want to tell her that she has a big ear? No, I want her to tell her that I'm coming here. Right. I want to get a beer and whatever. It's really funny. And then you're constantly saying, cancel. Okay, I won't send it now. Right. And the other thing is, what's really funny is my wife, it's not quite fast enough for her. You know how there's a little bit of a pause, like when you talk to your phone, you need to wait for the ding, and she's talking like it's not fast enough. And then nobody got time for that. No, we don't. I feel her pain. And she gets yelled at. And I think that they're listening to this, and someday it's going to come back to bite us. Like, who's nice to your phone? She gets yelled at, or she yells at it? She yells at at the... Like, Mary Beth yells at... At Siri, and then I think they're keeping track of that. Absolutely. And I think that then, then what happens is they're not that interested in helping you. No. <laughs> right? One day they're going to talk back and be like, lady. Lady, how about you be a little nicer to me? Okay, how about our just text me side? How about it? Um, Lou, how do I get years of grease build up off of my stove hood? It's made from the same finished wood as my cabinets. I have tried Dawn and the orange type wood cleaners, but they haven't worked. Could the crud cutter work? Mm, the crud cutter could work, but if it is wood, um, try using the neutral version of Howard's Restora Finish. It is not a grease remover, but it'll work. And use it with quadruple zero steel wool. Soak it in a container. Use some gloves. Put some rags down over the counter or the cooktop so that you don't drip it all over that. You know, the rags you don't care about. And then with the grain, wipe it away. And I think you'll re- You'll rejuvenate the finish and get rid of the grease. It is a petroleum-based product, so you want to make sure that it's a well-ventilated area when you're using it. Next, Lou, I'm going to be painting a vanity. It's wood, and it's currently stained a natural wood color. What is the best process for this and the best paint to use for longevity and less chipping over time? Thanks. Two, two, well, three steps. Um, Not unlike the video we shot uh, that's up on the YouTube page about the kitchen, Lightly sand the cabinet. I I don't need it to be raw, but I just want you to take a little bit of the finish off so that it's kind of a milky appearance. And, you know, and you can use a a sanding sponge. You could use a a cordless sander or electric sander, too. But probably for a vanity, you could just do this all by hand. Buy a, I think you can get it in a quart. There is a bonding primer called Styx, S-T-I-X. Use that first, and it will give you this unbelievable, durable primer bond to all of that wood. Then from there, Ace makes a, a paint that is exclusive to them called Cabinet and Trim 
paint by Clark and Kensington. Choose that in whatever color you want and then paint over the top of that. It will be unbelievably durable. Uh, when we redid our kitchen cabinets, this is what I did. And now I'm what, Lindsay? We did that in September, uh, since October. And we have entertained quite a bit, and it is holding up amazingly well. As far as I can see, I can't see any chips that have occurred yet, and we're using the thing like crazy. So it really, really works. Sand, Sticks Primer, Clark & Kensington, Cabinet and Trim Paint. Get ready for it to look fabulous. One more. That's right. Last one, Lou. We've got, um, Lou, I'm rehabbing a house and wanted to know, what is the code for insulation on the outside walls? Um, well, it depends on it depends on where you live, but typically in a in a, a three and a half inch framed wall, you can get up to R thirteen in that wall, and that's about all you can get. I mean, jamming more insulation isn't going to give you more of an R value. Um, it's it's that's just what you can get. If it's a two by six wall, then you can get uh, up to I think you can get R nineteen into a two by six wall. If you went with a expanding foam insulation, you'd have the same three and a half inch gap and might get to be higher than the R value of 13. But that's typically what it is. Depends on where you live and the wall cavity that you have for the depth of the fiberglass insulation. All right, that's our Just Text Me segment, 857 557 We will take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. How can I help you? Um, I have is basically two questions, but the main one is the first one. Um, my course was to come out and do an inspection of my sewer line. They left a little door thing and they actually tried, um, they had done some work in the area last summer. So I, I'm thinking it's a follow up. Um, but the whole thing is that with my schedule, it makes it hard for me to meet with them. So, um, my question is, can I have somebody else do the inspection and send them the verification, or does it have to be them? Because I used to get these, I guess it's called like a writer service, um, where they can come out um, doing um, check, you know, water heat or whatever, and I stopped it because on one of them I saw the warranty, the way they wanted you to run through hoops, and I stopped it. So now here it is a couple years later now, they want to come out and do an inspection. And can I just have somebody else do it and send it to them? Was wait, the wait, first wait. Part, second part. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm just trying to follow. So you need these inspections for what reason? NICOR requested them to come out and do a camera inspection on my sewer line because they said it can affect their gas lines. And N- they had switched Ni- everybody wait, 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 wait. So NICOR... Wants someone has a company that that contracts with them to do it. Okay, and so and so this has nothing to do with. So this is just Nicor. You're not paying for this or anything like that. No, but they no. have to come inside your home to do it. Yes. Okay, and the problem they is that they have to come in to do a camera do my Correct. lines. Okay, but the problem with that is that if you want to have someone else do that, Mal, you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and I'm assuming that about if... what... Go ahead. About what does it run to have somebody else do it? Well, for instance, uh, Permaseal offers 
sewer camera inspections, and I think that they start at around $300. Okay. And, you know, I'm assuming, you know, the thing was that you would have to, um, you know, I guess you'd have to ask NICOR to say, hey, would you accept this inspection? Because I know that uh, a lot of uh, sewer inspecting companies, and I believe, I believe, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe Permaseal as well, can videotape the your sewer inspection, which is a good time. It's like an Oscar-nominated movie, but uh, uh, which would be just about as weird as all the movies that are out there right now. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But I mean, that's the one thing is you got to pay for it. Okay. I well, mean, could if you they could say you that there are could, repairs? Maybe it'd be best for me to let them do what they're going to do, and then maybe get another opinion. Um, depending on what their estimate is, if there is repairs. You mean if Permaseal came to inspect it and they said, oh, by the way, you got to repair this? No, no. If NICOR's company does it. Right. But if NICOR's company... And who would you... So wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I'm just trying to follow where this is going. NICOR wants you to have this inspected, and they are going to pay for a company to come and inspect it. You're not paying for that. The issue is that yeah. you cannot be available when they're available. I could, but it would be like later, and they, you know, contact me several times. It's hard to set it up with them. Got it. But um, there's no way. There's no way for you to perhaps have someone help you that could, you know, I mean, really, all they got to do is let the people in, right? I mean, I'm just trying to save you three hundred bucks. Yeah. Now, if okay. now um, if they if they do the inspection and then they say, "Hey, lady, you've got some problems with your sewer line." Well, then mm-hmm. somebody like Permaseal or an, or a sewer, another sewer contractor, I would recommend that you get multiple, you know, estimates, but they could okay. do that work for you. Okay. All right. So wait till then. Well, with spring break coming up, it's probably not going to be an issue. I could probably schedule. Um, then I just wanted to know if, you know, I had to have them and probably, you know, with what you're saying, have them do it. And then if there is something, get, you know, uh, estimate from Permaseal. Correct. 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 Okay. All right. That answers that. And I appreciate it. Um, the other thing is um, I'm, I'm going to be needing my AC recharge. Who would you recommend? Um, I would. Uh, so it needs to be recharged down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different companies you could call. Uh, one is uh, if you go to ChicagoFAD.com, mm-hmm. Chicago, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, D as in dog, dot com. That's for factory authorized dealers, and they can set okay. up a, they can set up a dealer down in your area to come out and give you an estimate, and or do the okay. and or do the work. Okay. All right. Well, you've answered everything. Um, they'll probably just come in and give me, you know, look at it and say, and I'll probably just get um, the two opinions, you know, um, from Permaseal and then, you know, the rest of it. I don't think it'll be anything, but the problem is always there whenever they run camera, and I realize that. So, all right. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's been very helpful, and um, you have a good day.
You thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you calling this morning. Uh 857-557-4 Lou is our phone number. 857-557-4568. Let's uh take one more call here. This is uh Debbie in Villa Park. Hi Debbie, you're on Hi, House Marks. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. I have a question. I have a 1916-year-old uh, home with an old cast iron tub, and it's starting to be in need of repair. And I've been seeing on these house and garden TV shows, curbless showers or wet room. And I was wondering what your opinion was of that, and if I were interested in where I would start with something like that. So to take out the tub and to put in a new, like a shower base and everything? To get rid of the tub completely and just if they call them a curbless shower, yeah. it's, it's either, either just put a shower stall in or I'm thinking the curbless one just right. for ease of getting in and out. Right, right, right. Um, if you're looking to create like a really easy situation, you may be, uh, someone I would contact is Access, allaboutaccess.com. And um, and they would be someone that could make a install a user friendly shower for you. I just got a, an email from a listener who just had them do this, and they are like ridiculously happy about this. So their okay. website is allaboutaccess.com, and uh, they're a F. A X I S access? No, A C C. Or A A C access. Hold on a second. Here I am spelling again. A A C E S S access. All about access dot com. And the phone number she's searching. It is seven seven three seven 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 three four six five four six five. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Well, your 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 pinky was off. Nine. What's the number? Write the number down for me so I can give the woman the number, the right number, please. <laughs> All about access.com and the phone number seven seven three four six five one two three nine. Okay, you haven't had any experiences with them on your own, have you? Me personally, no, but I've had listeners who have used them and they've been ridiculously happy with them. So I'm pretty confident that you would be as well. Okie dokie. Thank you very much. Appreciate you calling this morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll be right back.